Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 195, Eddie Salter's Seminar from the 2018 NWTF Convention. And I am your host... And the guy who now believes that turkey hunting in Alabama should be put on hold for a few years. And I'll explain why in just a second. But right now we are 239 days, 10 hours, 23 minutes, and 43 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. So you just heard me say that I believe that turkey hunting in Alabama should be put on hold for a little bit, that they should suspend the turkey season, they being the powers that be in the state of Alabama. But I'm just kidding. It's a joke. The reason that I'm joking is because for the first time since the first week in June, I went to my property down south of Birmingham, to do a little fishing and work on my boat Saturday morning, and I saw zero turkeys for the first time. Zero turkeys. So, I think the state should just call the season off. Like I said, just joking around with that. So, I went down there Saturday morning to work on my boat, and my trolling motor basically burned up. It got water inside the lower motor housing unit and rusted out a bunch of connections in there, and it just... It was cheaper for me just to buy a new lower motor housing unit and put that on the trolling motor. So I got all that fixed up. Saturday morning, I was going down there to put the trolling motor on the boat. I loaded all my gear in the truck. And when I got down to my property and was unloading the truck, I realized that the trolling motor bracket that attaches to the boat and holds the actual trolling motor to the boat was sitting on my deep freeze at my house. So I was pretty ticked off about that actually because I went down there with the intentions of doing some work, getting that put back together and doing some fishing. And I was mad enough at myself to where I just loaded everything back up and went back home. So all I can do about that is look back now and laugh. But today I have a little turkey hunting news to start the show for you guys. And then we're going to listen to the recording of Eddie Salter's seminar from the NWTF convention in Nashville this year. You know, Eddie is a great entertainer and a great guy to boot. And you'll get to hear 
most of his seminar, even though you may have missed it in Nashville, or maybe you didn't even go to Nashville. So that'll be coming up in a few minutes. But right now, like I told you, I was joking around about temporarily closing the turkey season in Alabama. But you know, that's a very real reality in East Texas right now, as the Texas Parks and Wildlife Division has closed turkey hunting in Upshur and San Augustine counties. And they've cut the season length in several other counties. Those counties include Bowie, Cass, Jasper, Lamar, Nacogdoches, and Polk. So they're actually cutting the season length back by a week. Texas has been having, well, let me step back for a second. East Texas has been having a problem with their eastern wild turkeys there. And they've had some drastic die-offs in their population and very, very low recruitment. And the Texas Parks and Wildlife Division is just reacting to that and limiting the opportunities to harvest turkeys in hopes that a reduced harvest rate along with some restocking efforts will actually get the population turned back around there. And I know we all hope that that will happen as well. Speaking of cutting back on opportunities, the South Dakota Game, Fish, and Parks Commission has cut the number of fall turkey tags that they'll be offering this year. So for fall of 2018, they'll be offering 355 fewer prairie unit licenses and 200 fewer Black Hills turkey licenses. In addition to cutting back on the licenses, the commission has also finalized the dates for their fall season. I'm going to give you the important part of this first. So if you want to turkey hunt in South Dakota this fall, you need to apply for your license or tags starting August the 16th, and you have to apply by September the 14th. The season date is going to run from November the 1st through January the 31st of 2019. So that's three solid months of turkey hunting in South Dakota this fall. And in more depressing news, Pennsylvania's Game Commission has drafted their third wild turkey management plan. And this plan is designed to effectively manage the state's turkey population through the year 2027. And that management plan is open for public comment right now. Comments on the plan will be accepted from the public through August the 31st of this year. And for you guys in Pennsylvania, if you want to see the draft of the plan, you can go on the Game Commission's website, go to the News tab, or on the Wild Turkey page, and you should be able to pull up the plan there. And I believe there's a place for you to comment there as well. Now, that's not actually the bad news about Pennsylvania. The bad news about Pennsylvania is that quite a few people and several game wardens are reporting seeing fewer and fewer turkeys this year than they've ever seen before. So in Pennsylvania, every summer, the game wardens in the state actually perform a turkey survey. And that survey begins in June and runs all the way through August. And in this particular article that I've read, one of the game wardens there said that he's seeing a good number fewer turkeys than he did several years ago. And he's not talking about just 
hey, the numbers are down this year. He's saying that the numbers are down over a 10-year period. So again, this is very similar to what we're seeing across a great deal of the eastern U.S. And I think that statement that I just made is proven by the news that I gave you guys last week, which was pretty bleak news. And this population decline obviously is very concerning, but several states have their best and brightest biologists working on trying to figure out a reason why. And I hope for all of our sakes that that discovery comes sooner rather than later just like I know you do too. Okay, so let's move away from the doom and gloom topics and get on with the Eddie Salter recording. So I'm going to give you a little tease about the seminar. The seminar is pretty basic. If you are a new-ish turkey hunter, you'll get to learn from one of the best turkey hunters out there by listening to this seminar. If you have several years under your belt in the turkey woods, then you may feel like you know everything that he's going to say, but you very likely may be wrong. There are a couple of really good tips in this seminar that I think that even us experienced hunters can either pick up on or be reminded of. And the one thing that we new and old turkey hunters will have in common while listening to Eddie is that we will laugh. Here's Eddie Salter from the 2018 NWTF convention in Nashville, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Here, and what I do is when I sold a mouth call, I'd stick that five dollars in that box, and then if I got an opportunity to somebody to meet, invited me to go to Missouri or somewhere else to go turkey hunting out of state, because a barber can't get vacation, you know, I had to reach in my cigar box to be able to pay for it, and you know that helped me so much right there, but. But anyhow, you know, we're going to move on, and certainly I want y'all, sometimes you may not understand this old Alabama boy, I kind of, I've been told, man, you got all kind of language right there, and I said, yeah, I got, I got Alabama language right there, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we got words that, you, you know, ain't in a dictionary, we say sometimes, but please stop me if, if it's something that you don't understand, and let me see if I can't uh, re-talk about it. I remember... We got any folks in here from Wisconsin? Anybody in here from Wisconsin? Okay. Uh, but anyhow, I was up in Wisconsin, and this had to be 30 years ago, guys. I mean, this was way back there. And they had a big hunting show up there. And uh, I was the first guy that had ever been up there talking about doing a, a turkey seminar. He had invited me to, and it must have been, I don't know, 500 to 1,000 people. It seemed like it was in a big hall. And looked like they were on the walls and they were standing up everywhere because they didn't know nothing about turkey hunting and they had just got started turkey hunting and uh, you know i was showing how to use an owl call i was you know and uh, i brought a little boy up there and i and i told him you know to blow into that call and say who cooks for you and then who cooks for you all well, I told the little boy, so who cooks for you? And he stopped and he looked up. He said, my mama cooks for me. <laughs> and so I realized sometimes you got to say things a little bit different. And then I also said, sometimes for some reason or another, a turkey will be gobbling. And you done told him you loved him that you'd kiss him in the ear if he'd come over there. And he would be, 
You can hear him strutting, but it's a little stream of water running down through the woods right there. Not a creek, not a river, a little stream of water. And for some reason, that old gobbler come up to that stream of water and will not step across it. He'll sit over there and strut up and down it. I've actually had him... If this is a roadway right here, and if you're on this side, in, in this side of the woods, and you, you, know, you backed up a little bit and you try to call him across that road, I've seen them stop right there and would not cross that road. Why? I, I don't think nobody can really tell you. I'm still trying to find out answers about turkeys. I ain't never figured them all out, but I, I don't know. You know, it may be that the last time he was on that side of the road over here, Mr. Big Boy might have knocked all the feathers out of his back, you know. But anyhow, I said, them little streams of water sometimes ain't that wide, and we call them little branches. You know, those streams of water. I know if you're from the south, you understand when I say a branch. A turkey won't cross, cross a branch. Well, I said that turkey won't cross that branch. And he'll just sit over and... I should have said stream of water, but I said branch. And uh, the guy said, held his hands up. said, what, what are you talking about? Are you talking about a limb that fell out of a tree and hit the ground that turkey won't... I said, no, sir, I'm talking about a stream of water. So that's why I'm saying, sometimes you might not understand this old Alabama boy, so please hold your hands up. And, uh, but, you know, when you're out there in the turkey woods, a lot of times you want to get, you want, you want to get into a locator call, and, and you really want, you know, Rocky, I went hunting with Rocky over here. He's, a, he's an old, oh, he's an original Alabama boy, but he moved to Tennessee, and I, I that's why I wore this orange shirt for him today, because I knew he was going to be in here. <laughs> but now Rocky come, you know, I went with him, and man, we walked in the woods, and it was it was dark when we was walking in there, walking down the road right there, and Rocky said, well, we, we, we probably ought to just stay right here. So we sat up, and, there, and I sat down against a tree, you know, because it was dark, trying to wait to see what happens. And uh, all at once, it began to get lighter, and one said, but he was right there on top of my head. I could have shot him and killed him off the roof right there. And then we got a camera and we said, uh, Lord, what are we going to do here? And, uh, you know, I was hoping if I'd be real quiet that he might fly down that road right there and come back in there. But uh, we had something to check us out. And I believe it was more Goblin Jakes that come in there. Uh, it was a bunch of them that come in there. With, you know, I could have killed one of them. But that, but that long beard, he pitched out and he went on about his business. He gobbled and got up with some hens. And, uh, you know, I don't care. You can be the best caller in the world. Sometimes you can't beat Mama Hen when she's out there. But as a rule of thumb, I had to really express this to Rocky. I like to be about 150 yards from him. I don't like to be five yards from them in the tree. <laughs> and he didn't know. He just knew we were in the area that they'd been being in pretty good right there. But I like to give him a hard time. But but anyhow, I know where I want to go hunting this year because all them jakes is going to be, they're going to be long beards this year. And, and that's the good thing about a, you know, a two-year-old turkey goblin. Man, I tell you, you know, guys that start coming in and saying they take him, you know, binoculars and looking at spurs and all that. I don't even want to talk to them guys. I want to kill a turkey. When he's gobbling, if he's got a long beard, I want to let him ride my truck for what I want to do. And, uh, you know, I ain't one to get all into them big long beards and, and be a big trophy hunter. I just like to kill them. I like to eat them, too. Ain't nothing wrong with fried turkey breast. 
But anyhow, let's get into doing a little bit of calling right here. And once again, I want to thank y'all so much for coming out and being a part of it. How many of y'all, this is the first show y'all been to here in Nashville? Man, I tell you, it's something to see right here. And uh, a guy asked me early this morning, says, you know, how many years you been doing this? And I reckon I was at the first one that they had, and I don't think I missed but one in all these years that uh, they've been having it. So I think they started in 1973 before some of y'all were born. And uh, but uh, it's been exciting because I always go look, try to look at the new products that's out there, and man, it's always something. Somebody's got a gimmick out there, not a gimmick, but a turkey call, and you know, and most of the time. That you can tell a turkey was. And I think a lot of times when you, when, you, when you talk about killing a turkey with a call, I think it's more self-confidence. You like that call, and you feel like you can run that call to, to your best ability. And if you feel good about a turkey call, you're going to be successful with it. I, you know, you don't have to be no world champion caller, but I, I do believe the... the the better you can call, the more success. I do believe that. And and knowing when to call. You know, my best my best deal is when you are when you call into a turkey. Uh, let me get my all my toys on out here a little bit more. When you call into a turkey, you know, if you got a friction call. And you got an old turkey goblin. You know, a lot of times, let's talk about that. When I set up on that old turkey, how many times do you call? And how many times, you know, you know, you call to him while he's on the roost or whatever? A lot of times, let me ask y'all this question here. When you when you call to a turkey like this right here, and he answers you before you even get that call, before you threw running. He's right. He said, put it up. But you know, really, you know what that old turkey's telling you when you run that call. He likes you. Don't that make you feel good as a turkey hunter? The first time you call to a turkey and he... He jumps all over the top of it. It makes me feel good. And now what I want to point out right here, a lot of times, I'll let him gobble. When he gobbles, before he gets that last few little notes out, the first thing that he hears is me cutting him off. I want to, I'm going to let him gobble. I want him to hear that. And that old gobbler's over on that limb, and he hears that old hen cut him off. Oh, I think she loves me. She's answering me. <laughs> it made you feel good, so why wouldn't you make him feel good when you cut him off like that? And a lot of times you can cut him off, and you start getting in that head then. You know, that's when he says, ooh, you know, I think that old girl, she sounds pretty good over there. I better check her out. But once again, if I'm sitting up there, and old turkey you know, flies down and he starts coming to me and he, he's cutting me off too. And I know for a fact that he's coming. He's already going to come 25, 30 yards. This dude, just like this gentleman said right here, you just take that call 
and just throw it about 10 yards away where you can't call no more. <laughs> and you'll kill a lot of turkeys during that deal. <laughs> and the statement I'm saying is, most of the time, we call too much. We really do. And, uh, but, it's nothing like calling and hearing that old turkey when that, when that old turkey gobbles and then you call back to him and and he rings you. He's nothing like it. When you get that, your heart starts pumping and, and you know, but what happens a lot of times is when you go in there and uh, uh, and you start working that old turkey a little bit uh, When you start calling to him, but he gets he gets hung up with hens. Every one of us will have that problem. One of my best things that, that I like to do is I like to run multiple calls. I like to make that old gobbler think that he's got two hens up there instead of one hen. So And this is a new little pretty that I've run across last year. And uh, man, a lot of times when I would run it with a mouth call, it just this has got so much volume. And it would just, old hens are screaming out there. Where you at? I'm looking for you. All right, what's unique about that call? It's made out of aluminum. The lid is made out of aluminum, and it's got volume. And it's got a just old good nasal sound that the turkeys love. They love that little. You know, some some different times when I'm doing seminars, guys said, "Yeah, you know, it sounds like you're just trying to sell a bunch of different calls up there." But no, sir, I like to use multiple calls, and I like to find the one that the turkey really likes. You, you'll know right off the bat when you hit, the, when you hit a note and he jumps on it right there. When they jump on it and they cut you off, you know what that old turkey's telling you when he cuts you off like, you know what he's telling you? Okay, so that is all that I have for you guys for the free portion of today's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of this seminar with Eddie Salter and pick up on a couple of tips from him, and you want to hear the premium content for all of our past episodes, and you would like to hear the premium content for all of our 
upcoming episodes for the next 52 weeks, then I've got the info on how you can do that. All you have to do is text the word turkey hunter. Make that one word, turkey hunter. If you will text that to the number 44222, what will happen is I'll send you a text message back that says, please reply with your email address only. Once you do that, I will then email you a link that you can click on even there on your mobile device and you will be taken to the Podbean application where you will create a username, a password, and you'll pay the what is today still $12. Yes, I promise you I am going up on that. I've been telling you guys for, I don't know, two months now that I'm going to go up on it and I just haven't gone into the site to increase the price. And sometime soon, I'm going to draw a line in the sand and pick a day and put that day on my calendar to raise the price. But right now, it's still 12 bucks. It's going to go to $18. And I tell you what, I'm getting my calendar together right now. I'm going to go up on the price next Thursday. That is July the 26th. So I'm putting a note on my calendar. Raise price of turkey hunter podcast on podbean all right so now i've got that on my calendar effective next thursday morning july the 26th the price of the turkey hunter podcast is going up from 12 dollars to 18 dollars for a year's subscription so if you've been thinking about joining go on out join now become a premium content subscriber i doubt you'll be disappointed in it Now, I want to ask you a favor before I cut you loose. If you would, please go to the I Am Turkey Hunting page on Facebook and like and share the post for this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter podcast with all of your friends. And if you're on Twitter and you don't mind doing that as well, go on over to Twitter and retweet and like the post for this week's show on Twitter as well. That's a huge help. And it's much appreciated. And with that, I'm saying thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.